on my little business. No. What? what? <laughs> like what? Like no, you cannot do that. Own it. Own, Own it. it. When I step into the room, I'm either going to inspire you or intimidate you. Yeah. You choose. Get your water and give you some wine. I should have had some wine. With exposure, execution, and consistency, there is nothing you can't do. Just keep planting. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode on the Responsible Homegirl podcast. I am Kiani, the Responsible Homegirl, and I created this space so that young adults can basically learn more and become financially responsible, and then two, become wealth conscious. Literally three years ago, I knew absolutely nothing about money. Absolutely nothing. But it wasn't until I started changing my mindset, what I watched, what I read, what I listened to, and I got introduced to a whole new world of building wealth, business, all of this crazy stuff that I think that everybody should know about. So this is exactly crazy. So this is exactly why I created the Responsible Homegirl podcast. Make sure you share it with all your homegirls, your homeboys. On today's episode, we are going to be getting into another episode on our Think Like a Mogul series where I actually interview my mom, the girl, the hustler, the person that I really learned a lot from. She's going to be giving you a detailed story about how she grew up, how she became the serial entrepreneur, things that kind of stood in her way, but she was still victorious over it. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Take out your notebook, take out your notepad. It's this one thing that she says in this episode and it goes, mind your business while they mind your business. Now I'm gonna let y'all sit on that for a minute. Mind your business while they mind your business. Now, when you get to that part of the video, I just need you to comment on the YouTube or write me a review, DM me, tell me something that's going to let me know that you saw that part because I need you to understand that throughout your journey, things are going to come up. People are going to say different things, but it doesn't matter. Mind your business while they mind your business, period. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I'll see y'all on next week. Okay, so just to get started... Um, like I said, right now on episode two, I have my mom, Latanya Epps, so she's going to be giving us, you know, all the tea, the background, everything um, to basically how she is now the super successful serial entrepreneur that she is today. So just to get started, can you tell the people a little bit about yourself, your background, how you grew up? Um, you don't have to go too much in detail because we're going to pick through the story, but yeah, tell us what you want us to know. Okay, so I am a talker, but since she just limited me to what I can say, so most of you know me as Tan. I turned to be 47 on yesterday. Woo-woo. No, Friday. on Friday, on Friday. The boy that yeah, age. Yeah, it seems like it was yesterday. But anyway, on Friday, April 16th. So not only did I turn 47 on Friday, I birthed my new product, Therapeutic Essential, on Friday as well. So me and that now shares a birthday. So I was born in Florida. Um, my mom brought me down here and her and my grandma began to raise me and then she went out on her own. And I don't really remember the first neighborhood because I was small, but I can remember coming up in the projects. So I was um, raised in Fryson, here in King Street, a small town in King Street. 
And I went to the public schools here in King Street. Mm, I was not a straight A student. However, I was never a dummy. Okay. But for what I enforced on my kids, that's not what I did. However, I did experience teenage pregnancy at 17. I still graduated. Then I went to Chris Logan Career College. And after graduating from Chris Logan Career College and working a year in the beauty industry, where I made no money, I mean, the beauty industry is a billion dollar industry, but my first year in the industry, as good as I was, I made no money. Mm -hmm. So I enlisted in the military and I went in the Navy for, I enlisted for three years. I only did a year and a half and I decided I was going to get out because looking at my checks in there, I really made no money <laughs> compared to the money I wasn't making prior to going in. So I had the potential to make the money, but I did not have a voice. Mm -hmm. I did not know how to run a business, so I did not make money. Mm -hmm. Needless to say, after getting out of the military and coming back to my hometown, once I hit that reset button, it was on from there. Yeah. I love it. So we have so much to unpack. So the first thing that I want to unpack is, for one, like, you experiencing teenage pregnancy, having your first daughter. My older sister, Tata, shout to her. Um, at 17. So how would you say that experience having a child so young really shaped? How, how did it shape you? So I'm going to just be honest. To experience teenage pregnancy for myself, already coming up in the projects, people already saying, statistics already saying what your life is going to be like. For one, it was embarrassing. It was. And most people say, oh, that's something you should be proud of. I was not proud. However, I was embarrassed. I did not want to finish school. Did not. I tried to get my aunt, who I so, so love, to convince my mom to let me go to adult ed because I was embarrassed. And sometimes in life, things need to embarrass you to get you in the right direction. Mm. But after I had my beautiful daughter, who I fell so in love with, I was determined that I was going to win at all costs. I was determined that I was not going to let statistics say what my life was going to be like. Period. So, going in the military, it kind of gave me that stepping stool for what I needed for my life. Because being a veteran is a big thing. It's a big thing and it gives you a lot of perks. You don't make a lot of money now. You got to do a whole lot of time in there to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't wait on that whole lot of time to make a lot of money because I like making money. And... Coming out of hair school, because I was a great hairstylist, I made a lot of money. I just did not know how to voice, use my voice to require what my value was worth. Right. So um, teenage pregnancy, I, I'll say that it, it, it let me know early on that roadblocks can happen. But you don't let that deter you and you don't let that stop you from where you need to be, yeah. from what your destination is. So you just got to keep going. Keep going. And one thing I want to touch on, something powerful that you said is like what people will say or what statistics will say. None of that stuff really defines you and who you are as a person. And kind of like what I try to explain to people, you either let stuff happen to you or for you. So your perspective is everything. So how you look at teenage pregnancy, you can't just always be in the victim role. No, what can I learn from this? How can I really level up from this experience? Because there's always something to learn out of anything that absolutely, you go through. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So now, going forward, you went to the military. You got out of the military. 
So as soon as you got out, did you immediately start back doing hair? I did, I did, I did. So I got out of the military and of course I did not want to come back home because most of the time when you leave home, it's a small time, nobody wants to come back. However, home has always been my bread and butter. Home has always been a great support system for me. If I say that it's going to rain and we should have a rain dance party at home, they back me up. They right. like, what we wearing? Yeah. What time to start? So I went to Columbia for a little while. Then after being in Columbia, I just knew that I needed to be home because at home is where I could be help for my kids. Mm -hmm. So I came home and I immediately jumped back in the air, even though I did here in Columbia as well. And uh, I got my own salon, my very first salon I got in. It's, it's, it's been a long road, y'all. I've been a licensed stylist since 1993. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I can go Let me do the math. I didn't do it. <laughs> prior so i don't know what it is but long long time ago i got my very first salon and i've always been in a salon since that salon mm -hmm. because i like the salon environment i like the salon pricing and i like the salon setting so i've been in a salon for a long long time so when you moved back to king street did you have your own salon or you were working with someone else no when i moved back to king street i opened my own salon after a year working out of my house okay yeah Okay. Mm -hmm. So now let's push forward. This is probably what, what year would you say? 90 what? After you had me? 98? Because mm -hmm. I want to skip forward because I know for one, life has not been like no dang on sunshine and rainbows for you. No. So like, I just want you to talk more about like, sacrifices that you had to make how did you really build your business build that clientele find your voice like you were saying earlier make today your last day saying that you have money issues you don't have money issues you have management issues this is exactly why i created my ebook called lifestyle budgeting lifestyle budgeting is the perfect perfect resource for anyone who is tired of living paycheck to paycheck Tired of missing out on trips and going out to eat and doing different things that you love to do because the money isn't there. If you're tired of your savings account looking super duper sad, you don't have any discipline, you need the Lifestyle Budgeting ebook, okay? So make sure you click the link below in the description box to purchase your copy. Also, use the discount code, EXECUTE. Use that discount code, you get 10% off. Make sure you purchase the ebook and let's get back to the episode. Okay, so no, I think it was with Naya. No, no, no. Uh-uh. Let me go back. Okay. When I came back from Columbia, I did work with someone for a couple of months. I worked on Sandridge with Maxine for a couple of months because I remember you being in the in the little swing in the carrier, and I can remember me doing clients and them helping me out with you mm -hmm. as a baby. So I stayed in that salon for probably about six months before I got my own. And then I decided if I, I had two babies, I had an older child, then I had two babies in diapers, like two babies in daycare. So I said, I need my own salon. Because if I get my own salon, I can put a little area in there where they can play on the floor and I can still work. Mm -hmm. So I had both of you guys in the salon with me as I worked. Mm -hmm. So so talk about that. Like what, what sacrifices and how intentional did you have to be with having three kids under the age of 25? Was I that young? Yes, and that's major because, I mean, I'm 22, and I cannot imagine okay. having kids right now. 
Okay, so in order for me to build my salon, I'm just going to be honest. In order for me to build my salon, I had to make up my mind that I was not eating out. I had to make a lot of sacrifices. Mm -hmm. I was not eating out. I was going to cook every day. I wasn't buying nothing. And if I bought something, it was going to be something we needed, like panties, panty liners, pads, like something essential. So I did that for a year. I was like, I'm not spending no money. And if my kids did something where I felt like I needed to reward them, Honest to God, McDonald's, dollar menu, get two things because it was time to stack bread. Yeah. So I was putting that money up under that mattress, faithfully, wasn't doing nothing because I knew I was going to build a salon. Because I could not, I could afford it, but I just did not see the value in paying for daycare with two two babies, one being 160 and the other one being 85. I'm like, no, nah, I can keep these kids myself. I could do a whole lot of things myself if I make it make sense. Right. So I started the journey where I wasn't going to spend a dime. And when I say I can be real disciplined, I can be real disciplined. It ain't a whole lot to do when you got three babies, three small kids, and no babysitter. Because my mama only kept my kids when I needed her to for things like important yeah. things. She wasn't just keeping my kids for me to party. That wasn't happening. Yeah. And again, I was a single parent. So it was easy to say in probably about a year and a half. Um, we hit go on the building. A guy from Georgetown, he built my salon for me. And I started off small. I can't tell you the size because at that time it wasn't even important. Right. He drew it out and I knew it was big enough. And if I could do hair in a small spot in your kitchen or my mama's kitchen, then a small building was going to be good enough for me. Right. So, mind you, I get this building built. I'm in my salon. I'm super satisfied. And here go the world. She gonna leave from downtown to go in that little chicken coop trying to make me feel bad about what I done work hard for. So my uncle used to tell me. Not a chicken coop. Chicken coop. <laughs> so my uncle used to tell me, you let them, you you mind your business while they mind, while they mind your business. Don't you worry about them minding your business. You mind your business while they mind your business. That's a gem. Be go ahead, I'm sorry. So Nevertheless, I did not worry about what anybody said because if you know me, I've always been so confident to where you would think it, it, it may come off as cocky. Mm -hmm. Not cocky, I just know it. So right. I like to tell people, if you know my story, then you understand my glory. Mm -hmm. Why I dance the way I dance, why I praise the way I praise. Because mind you now, I'm 47. I've done a whole lot. When I say a whole lot, uh, teenage pregnancy, that was one on my list. Military, hair, school teacher, club owner, uh, help me out, help me out. Event uh, planner. Instruct, a cosmetology instructor. I do so much and I did all of this while raising my kids. But what was really smart was how I was counting them coins. Because right. now I'm able to make all my money, I'm able to hold all my money, lower my overhead expenses, right. and let my kids experience things like Disney World. Mm -hmm. like major trips that I wasn't able to go on. Yeah. Um, life was just different. And it was different because I took my money and I moved it different from what other people was doing. Because I'm a trendsetter. I'm, I'm just not one that's going, I don't care what somebody else got going on. It don't, it don't matter to me. Right. Okay, so now you build your, um, your shop. They call it a chicken coop, but chicken. You, but but you're still making your coins. Nevertheless, I mean that that wasn't really stopping anything. 
So I remember this was probably either my second grade or third grade year, whatever, whatever we had our house fire. So that was like a huge, a huge thing. And I feel like it definitely changed a lot for us because we moved from King Street to Charlotte. So now can we dig more into your mindset about basically how that happened? Did you experience any challenges from that? Did you feel like, you know, it was God? What was the purpose behind that whole deal? And how did it help you? So here we go. I done got established. Mm -hmm. Got my little salon deal in the backyard. I turned like 25, 26, and I said I wanted to be a homeowner. And now when I had this house fire. So sometimes setbacks be a setup for a comeback. Yeah. So I moved to Columbia. I moved no, to Charlotte. And when I said that was a amazing, amazing transition for me. I went to Charlotte and I started going around to salons to find me a place to work because mind you, I'm good. I'm going in the salon and I'm getting ready to make my mark. So I went in about three salons and when I got to the third salon, here come a revelation that my mom told me a long time ago. She said, be mindful of what you do because your name will travel farther than you will ever know. Mm -hmm. So I walk in the salon and I'm talking to this lady and then I said what my name was, which is Tan. And she was like, oh, you Tan? So anytime somebody say, oh, you Tan, you already know it's been a conversation. Right. So before she can say anything else, she gets one of my clients on the phone from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Long, South Carolina, that she knew and I knew. So it was like, God set me up for the come up. So yeah. I walk in this lady shop. I call the boss lady right now to this day. Oh, God, I thank God for her. So I walked in there. She had a salon on Independence with like 10 stations in it. All beautiful women doing their thing, coming to work in heels every day, killing the industry. Heels. They was excited about me coming into the salon with them. And when I tell you, this taught me, for one, how to really set price value to my to, to my service. Mm -hmm. Because what they were charging, I was scared to let that come out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. She was like, you ain't got to say nothing. All you got to do is work. Let me tell them. Yeah. She was like, because you're too good to be up here lowballing yourself. Mm -hmm. So that taught me how to put the value on my service. Yeah. They taught me how to market because we was just marketing like in a box. And when I said she had me out morning, noon, and night hitting them spots with flyers, physical and digital, mm -hmm. she was on it. So that was an eye opener. It taught me that. And it taught me how to be around other women building a business, like mindset, no competition, straight. They dropping gems. I'm dropping gems. Everybody had their own purpose. And I was... I could not lose. Yeah. Could not lose. Yeah. So, where and I thought it was a setback. Nah, it was a setup for my comeback. Yeah. Because when I tell you that that kind of really put me in the game mm -hmm. with this whole hair thing, because I wasn't there before I went to Charlotte. So, I thank God for it. And I know for a fact she taught you a lot. And from that moment of she teaching you, like, how to market and promote, I promise you, y'all, we was the street team. And... I mean, me and my sisters, Tata was probably, if I was like 9 or 10, Tata was probably like, no, I was younger than 9 or 10. Because if we're thinking about Charlotte, I was probably 8. So if I'm 8, Tata is 7 years, so maybe 15, and then Naya is like 7. Y'all, my mom used to have us out, passing out flyers. Hey, may I give you this? Using our voice, 
So even though it may seem like small stuff, this is why we don't have an issue now putting ourselves out there, you know? And they was embarrassed at first. But I used to tell them, if you don't hustle, you don't eat. <laughs> you don't hustle, you don't eat. How you think we live like we live? Well, I'll tell you, that Charlotte move taught me how to get myself in the game. Mm -hmm. I hit go and I ain't never look back. Yeah. Just like that. And I love that. Yeah, never look back. So when you moved back to Charlotte, because we eventually moved back, um, let's talk more about, because you do so much. So I don't want us to just stay in the box of hair. Um, I want to talk about you becoming a continuing education provider, a cosmetology instructor at the school, like whatever direction you want to go in, let's go there. So let's talk. When we moved back from Charlotte, we came back to King Street, and I was like, oh, here we go back at this town again. Of course, my clients, they was excited to see me because they was mad that I left to start with. Came back to my shop because my shop was still standing. The house fire didn't touch it at all. So the act, it was, it was kind of like, nothing to do in the area. So I said, I want to create an environment for middle-aged people to come out and have an adult setting. So there I became a club owner. Mm -hmm. Tore the game off for about five and a half, six years. When I tell you that was amazing, I really, really loved it because I was already doing car bike shows, hair and fashion shows, back to school drives, just anything you could think of when it comes to events, I was already doing it. And to have a building to do the after party, to do teen night for the kids, because I wouldn't let my kids do anything without me. So to be the chaperone and to solicit other folks to be the chaperone, it, it was all an A+. Plus. So I did that. And after doing that for five or six years, God blessed me with another little bumblebee. So about to walk into 40, 39... Thinking I'm super fine. Here I go. Another this. baby. Another baby. We were so excited though. So that was my little blessing. So right then I decided that I was going to get out of the club scene and I was going to start my uh, cosmetology association to teach continuing education. So I started the continuing education um, association. I got approved by LLR. All of it went so fast. And in the midst of that happening for me, I also got an opportunity to become a cosmetology instructor at the high school that I graduated from. Yeah. So now I got to decide because I'm teaching these classes on Sundays and Mondays and then I'm teaching school Monday through Friday. Friday. So I go to the school and um, once I got the job, I called LLR and they worked with me to move all my classes from Monday strictly to Sunday. So I still was able to work the two up. Mm -hmm. So I enjoyed teaching the kids and uh, getting them prepared for state board. I did that for four years. Uh, I really think that that was my give back to the community because it was not a lot of money, which was still fine. Every day I went to school, I worked that system. I came home from the high school, walked in my front door, out my back door, into my salon. Because if I wanted to continue to live the lifestyle that I was living, I needed to still work. Mm -hmm. I, I needed to still work behind the chair. Right. But I feel like that was my assignment for God because I have uh, not my not my baby, but my yelling baby, Miss Trendon. <laughs> like without me at that high school, she probably wouldn't have graduated. Yeah. So I needed to be like her guardian angel to walk her through that journey. Mm -hmm. So once she graduated, I just felt like my time had expired there. I had already did my little community service, 
there because them checks was too small. Because as much as I don't mind giving back to the community, I got to secure the bag. Yeah. What challenges did you experience being a new teacher? Because I know when you were, when you first, like, came on, you were so excited. Like, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And a lot of stuff you actually did. Actually, like, you went, actually did. You actually took them to did. Atlanta. Y'all did a hair and fashion show. Like, it was a lot of stuff. But what challenges came from that? Um, not having a lot of the needed supplies. Not having a lot of... uh needed support to do what what was needed to be do to be done mm -hmm. um we I, I set up where all of my saturdays was devoted to those kids to get extra hours because the, when i said the ball was dropped the ball was really dropped on that program so me trying to be a a, a superhero mm -hmm. i mean you can't do it by yourself you really can't do it by yourself but I'm going to pat myself on the back because I did do a lot. You did. Going in that year, they, they did not have an instructor from September to like January. I went in in January and I got my kids tested. I drilled my kids with that test. They said they wanted to go take the test anyway. And we went and took that test. And I had eight students to pass the practical and four to pass the theory. That is major. Being there in a few months. Right. Every year we went to state board. We had great results every year. Mm -hmm. And every year it wasn't an option. They were gone. Yeah. Without a doubt. Even if I had to, I eventually stopped doing my back to school drive and started taking the money for my back to school drive, put investing in my kids for cosmetology just to make sure they had some of the things they need. So when we get to state board, we, we had already covered the basic, the stuff that was going to definitely be on the test. Right. So what would you tell somebody right now who wants to be in the cosmetology industry but like doesn't have that opportunity through school or you know do your research mm -hmm. do your research see what funds are available to you and make up your mind that it's an investment for your life and do it yeah. all you gotta do is start just do it definitely so right now as a new business owner i am learning how important it is to be disciplined and consistent so because you have been an entrepreneur for so very long, what can you tell people about building a business and staying the course, even when it gets hard? So building a business, to start with, you have to do your research. Mm -hmm. You have to begin with the end in mind. So you have to be a forward thinker. Yeah. You have to think about the ifs. If this don't happen, if this do happen, the same way you think positive, you got to throw some negative on there because life happens. And when it happens, you don't get to just throw in a towel if you want to win. Right. So I would just say whatever it is that you want to do to start with, do the research, build a team. And as you build a team, try to put people on a team to add value and that that's going to. What's the word I'm looking for? People that you can count on. People that you can count on to be in place, to do things that you need to be done. And you also have to, anything you ask somebody to do, you have to be willing to do it yourself. Mm. Don't try to give jobs that you won't execute. Right. So if I want you to clean the bathroom, I need to be willing to clean the bathroom. Right. If I want you to um, pass out flyers, I need to be able to pass out flyers. If you don't show up for yourself, you can't expect other people to show up for you. Mm -hmm. So, for number one, you have to, after doing the research, you have to run, you have to run the course. Yeah. You got to execute with full power. Like, I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm doing this. 
So how would you, being that you have like been in multiple industries, would you say that like business across the board is just the same at the end of the day? No, it's, it's not the same, but I mean, some of the building blocks, some of the foundational skills are going to be the same. So tell us about the foundational stuff. So that's your research. Mm -hmm. That's your overhead, your cost to know what XYZ is going to cost you. You're going to need a strategy. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to need a time frame. So that's like a goal. You set a goal and you put a time stamp on it. So you will have a time, an expiration date. I need to have this done by XYZ. Right. Um, and then you execute. Mm -hmm. And after you execute, then you you sit back and you observe. You be open to corrective criticism. And you be open to just the feedback regardless. And then you see what it is you want to change or what you want to do different. But with all my businesses, I'll say the one common thing I have in all my business is I serve people. Yeah. I'm doing something where it's helping somebody. Right. So I can take one business and kind of feed off the next, you know? And one thing that I like that you just said is be open to constructive criticism. And one thing I will say about my mom, she can and will learn from anybody. She don't Absolutely. care if you're 22 like me or 67 like my grandma. Like she will continuously learn and learn and learn. So how do you keep yourself relevant? Because I feel like that is something that a lot of people struggle with. Like they'll get the momentum, but they can't keep the momentum. And I feel like that's key in business. Cause that's cause consistency is key. Right. So how do I stay relevant? I just keep myself in the loop. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know what's trending. I I show up reliably every day. I show up. Yeah. Like I dress the part. I I look like what I want to attract, and I just show up right. in everything I do. And if you really kind of look at my businesses, real estate, uh, cosmetology instructor. Uh, the CU classes, that's a kind of instructor. Um, the product line I just launched um, in my salon. If you kind of look at my marketing, you'll, you'll see the common ground where everything can be tied to, to, to the next thing, like my energy. My energy is the same because I'm passionate about all of my businesses. Right. So where there's passion... Most of the time, it's purpose. Yeah, That's how I'm able to be passionate about it because I'm serving a purpose in it. Right. So because I get an enjoyment out of doing everything that I do, all I got to do is show up. Yeah, When I show up, I just run the business. Yeah. I run the play easily because I show up. And it's, it's in me to do. Mm -hmm. So if it's something you like doing, it's going to come natural. It's not even going to be hard. You don't get no days off. I was just about to say, that's some, but sometimes it is hard to show up. Like some days I would rather sleep a little longer. I'd rather have me a little day off. You know, those days when you don't want they come, to come, right. but balance out because at night when it's one o'clock and I get this brain, this idea out of nowhere and I got to get my flashlight and my ink pen so I don't cut all the lights on, that's making up. I'm up right then, so if I want to sleep an hour later, it's okay because I was up at one or two o'clock brainstorming, mm -hmm. writing it down. Right. You know, so those days do come. I'm not gonna say um, over exhaust yourself, right. but I'm just saying it ain't no sleep time. It's always grind time for me, and because I like doing what I do, the grind is just easy. It's, it's easy to do. It ain't hard. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. it ain't hard. I'd be like, Mom, I'm so tired. Okay, 
and and what? I'll be like, girl, <laughs> leave me alone, please. Can I please take a break? Well, I'm convinced that I'm a workaholic, but <laughs> the work I do, I love. And because I love doing the work that I do, it's not hard. It's not hard. So now let's talk about your transition into real estate. Um, Heron mm -hmm. Homes, I love it. What made you even interested in the real estate industry? How has your journey been so far? Give us all the tea. So, now, this can get a little lengthy, but I'm going to try to keep it short. So, after getting out of the school system and coming back behind the chair, I started to see a thing that people were doing. They were booing me, and then they were booed with Sheila E. Sheila E just being a name I'm throwing out there. So, you book with me, and you book with Sheila E., so you're on both of our books. Sheila E. throws a special today, and you forgot all about me. Mm -hmm. So, I've been in the industry too long to compete with the Funky 40. I'm not going to do that. What's the funky 40? I, it's, it's just a, it's just a price. You know, it's just a price they might throw out there and be like, we're running this special over here for so-and-so. Mm -hmm. And some people that's going to grab their attention. Now, real clients that value that for all the professional stuff, mm -hmm. you're going to you're gonna keep those. But you have a, a mixture of both on the books. Right. So sometimes your seat will begin to be empty when you got people chasing a deal. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm the deal. Yeah, I, I'm the deal. Period. Like I know too much. I get too much education. So I'm the deal. I mean, what you see is what you. I'm gonna steal that. I'm the deal. So, <laughs> not only that, I started to experience a little bit of knee pain behind the chair. Mm -hmm. So I said, I gotta find me something that I can still serve purpose. I can still help people, and I can still make money. So I began to do the research and doing the research, I started talking to people. I had a client um, that was already an agent and I kind of watched her journey when she transitioned and we started having the conversations. And then I have another colleague that does hair as well. And she had her license and we started having the conversations. So doing the research and the conversations, I was like, I'm going to school. This episode was sponsored by Mainvest. Main Vest, oh my gosh, y'all. It is an app that I am completely in love with. And the reason why is because it allows you to invest in small businesses. Or should we say scaling businesses? Because I don't really like the idea of small because we're not putting nothing little, nothing small, anything like that in front of nothing that we're doing. But you get the clue. Businesses that are not as big as an Apple or as big as uh, Google or Amazon. Yes, you get to actually invest in these businesses. The thing is though, when you invest in these businesses, you don't actually get equity in the business. It's almost like a loan to the business. So you'll get your money back plus interest. And you get to decide what small businesses that you actually want to invest in. So it is a great way to put your money in a place where you know for a fact you're going to get your money back plus interest. So please, if you are interested in making a difference within our local business community, make sure you check out MainVest. So I went, I did that. Going to school was one thing. Graduating, um, passing the state board, getting the license was a whole other thing. Now getting in the industry is when reality really hit. Mm -hmm. You ain't ready. <laughs> So now it was time to do more research. Right, be real with us. It was time to do more research. But it was okay because then the pandemic hit. Saved my life. Mm. So the pandemic was a blessing for me. 
Because again, I'm a workaholic. So when they came through and said that I couldn't work, that was something that I would have never done on my own. Never. Mm -hmm. I would I would have continued to work in the salon. So with them giving me my time off during the pandemic, it, it gave me more time to get on um, different trainings, different seminars, do more research. So I'm writing, I'm reading, I'm listening, I'm yeah. taking it all in. So when the door's open for us to go back out in the world, hey, I'm ready. Yeah. All I need is a client. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. So it's time to run a play. And that's just what I did. I love helping people. People pay rent. I mean, people pay top dollar rent. Top Seven, dollar. nine, 12, 14. It just makes no sense to me. So when I came up with my little strategy where I teach them how to take that rent and calculate it, I'm by the the, the months they pay it in a year, by the amount of payments they pay over the five, six years, and how much money they're throwing in the trash, people want the help. They want the knowledge. Right. So once we can get them to save a little coins and make sure that their credit is qualifying, it's just time to run a plan. Mm -hmm. So I, again, I'm serving purpose. I love helping people. And I'm loving real estate. Love, and I get to dress up. <laughs> but being your daughter though I see the difference between the hair industry and the real estate industry I feel like with you doing hair clients flock to you like I mean you gotta book your appointment in advance so how what differences have you seen like being a business owner in the hair space and the real estate space okay so, so you're talking different money because in the hair space it's not it's not gonna cost that much mm -hmm. so a quick fix is what it is Yeah. so it's not gonna cost that much of an investment in a hair, mm -hmm. and in actuality, you can't go without. You need both of them. Yeah, you 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 need a place to stay, and you want to look away. Right, you know you want to look away. But which one is a easier? It's easier to attain a hairstyle. A hairstyle. Mm -hmm. So they flock to me because that's the one that that's the goal with that timestamp that you can get next week. Right. So it's easier. With the uh, house hunting, being a homeowner, that's a big, big investment. It's a really, really big investment. It's a really, really big commitment. And it starts with you. Yeah. So you have other things to do other than just sign up. Right. You got to get know, in position for homeownership. You got to get in position for homeownership. Yeah. However, it's, it's doable. And I mean, I love all the clients just the same. Harold owns. I got you. Okay. So, of course, I am doing Think Like a Mogul this entire series because it is Financial Literacy Month. And I didn't ask Naya about this, but I got reminded about it after the fact. But what would you say is some money advice that you wish you had in your 20s or just some money advice, period, that you still apply right now? Hmm. So, some money advice I wish I had in my 20s. That's the first one, yeah. Being a hairstylist. I can't even front. We make a lot of money. We make a whole lot, a whole lot of money. We make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. We blow a lot of money. Mm -hmm. We blow a lot of money. A lot of times as hairstylists, our money is already spent before it even hit our pocket. Why you say that? Because we got plans and it ain't even in our hands. <laughs> like we already planned just by whoever called us and said they coming. We are like, okay, I'm, a, I'm this an easy grand. I'm gonna do X, Y, Z. Sometimes you make commitments before you even have the money. We throw away a lot of money. And pause right quick. I'm sorry to cut you off. But I remember being a child, you told us 
don't count money before getting your pocket. Yeah. I'll never forget that. Mm -mm. Even if you work in a job, don't count the money before you get your check because it's really not yours yet. It's, it's not. It's not. It's, it's, it's not. So what I would tell myself if I was in my 20s, what I wish I would have done different was I wish I would have put money aside. I wish I would have made better investments for myself. Mm -hmm. Like how some people got the 401k or the IRA or the different plans. Mm -hmm. That that money that I threw away, I wish I had invested it, you know? Mm -hmm. But the game done changed. Yeah. Your girl don't try. <laughs> it's never too late. Yeah. Right. It's never too late. Mm -hmm. With anything you want to do in life, all you got to do is start. You know how people put... They put stuff up and they say, press play. Yeah. Do that on your life. Just press play. Right. The game doesn't change. And I may have to save a little more right. now because I didn't save back then. But I thank God that I'm in position to do just that. Right. Absolutely. So right now, what is what is some money advice that you would give basically anybody watching that you have learned from over the years? Hmm. Money advice. It's your money. Do what you want to do with it. Like, <laughs> I mean, but that's a gem though, actually, because I tell people when I'm meeting with my clients, when you are doing a budget, don't move from a place of deprivation like, oh, I can only spend this, I can only spend that. It's your money. You work hard for it, but at the end of the day, you got a plan. Let me tell you what I would tell Period. everybody right now, today. With your money, my money. Now, you don't even know what my money is. But with your <laughs> money, I'm going to just tell you, make it make Sense. Period. Make it make plan. Sense. Yeah. Whatever you spend your money on, you gotta be intentional. Mm -hmm. You gotta know that I ain't just spending money just so you can see I got it like that, or so you can think I. Hello. I don't care what you think. And when people start trying to compare, because people do this, they compare stylist to stylist, agent to agent. You don't compete where you don't compare. You don't compare where you don't compete. I don't right. care how you. Re re Versus the roles, it's just real. Yeah. I always say, you can't see my pocketbook. You don't know what I got in the bank. Yeah. I don't know what you got in the bank. How you going to compare apple to orange? Right. For one, you got a peel, and the other one, you got the option of just eating it straight like that. Mm -hmm. So do what you want to do with your money, but make it make sense. It's your money. You can only spend it once. Yeah. So make it make sense. Yeah. It's your money. You know, I always say when we have our conversations, People probably counted you out. <laughs> I always say that. But like now, you are such an inspiration. Like you're one of my biggest role models. My friends, they look up to you. I'm always saying, my mama said this. My mama taught, taught me this, blah, blah, blah. What words of wisdom, final words of wisdom, would you give to anybody watching this video, um, an aspiring entrepreneur, and just really anyone? So what I would tell an aspiring entrepreneur is, after you do your research, because you have to research any play you want to run, mm -hmm. run it. I like to say, read it, write it, and run it. I, I don't like care it. what it is. Read it, write it, and run it. Don't forget to pray. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm by no means am I telling you to fall on your knees and tell God whatever. I'm just telling you to talk with God because that's how I pray. Mm -hmm. I am so real when it comes to my kids, my family, and even God. I mean, most of the time, my prayers to God is just like this, a genuine conversation. Now, be. if I have a talk with God and he didn't move as quick as I want to, then I might get out of bed and get on my knees and pray because I, I think he ain't heard me. <laughs> I'm honest to God. I'm just being real. Like, God, I'm going to get down here because I don't think you heard me. <laughs> 
And that just, because I think he didn't, I'm thinking he ain't moving fast enough. But other than that, I'm a realist. And at the end of the day, anything that you want to do, all you got to do is do it. Don't let nobody kill your joy, kill your dream. People, they be like the devil. They come to kill, destroy, and, and steal all of that. Right. Sometimes it ain't even good to tell people what you're going to do. Mm. I don't even like to talk about it. I like to be about it. Yeah. I strategize. I might run that thing by my kids. Sometimes my kids say, well, why are you so extra? Why do you do so much? That's just how I am. Yeah. I mean, why step if I ain't going to step? Facts. Like, I do that. I've done that all my life. I mean, at one point in time in life, when I went through the teenage pregnancy, I felt like I had a point to prove. And after I proved that point, it was like, everything I do from this day on, I'm doing it for me. Right. I ain't doing it for nobody. I ain't got no point to prove about nobody but me and God. God made me great, and I am about to live on purpose. And up until a couple years ago is when I really found out what my purpose was. Mm -hmm. But I've been living on purpose for a long time. Yeah. So I will tell anybody, even if you don't think you know what your purpose is, if you are doing what you want to do and it's positive vibes, positive vibes only, nine out of ten, you're probably living on purpose. Yeah. If you're, whatever you're doing, if you can help people while doing it, nine out of ten, you're living on purpose. Right. So just, whatever it is you want to do, just do it. Yeah. Read it, run it, write it. Run it. <laughs> run it. And I love what you said. This is the last thing I'm in out. Move, not necessarily move in silence, but just do the work, then talk about it. Be about it. It's a whole lot of, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Just do it. I promise y'all, it's not as hard as sometimes we make it seem in our head. All it takes is a little bit of research, writing it out, and running the play. And then when you don't, when you when you tell somebody about it and they go and they steal it, <laughs> when they do it, you mad. Yeah. So all you had to do is shut your mouth and do it. But also, it's nothing new up under the sun. So nothing. this whole... I, somebody stole this, somebody yeah. stole that. Remix it and run it. Exactly, yeah. that's it. And that's people it. out there and I'm like, yeah, honey, guess what? I'm going to remix it, <laughs> I'm going to put that spin on it, and it's mine. Right, right, but right. You better put a patent on it. And last thing that I want to touch on before we end, you said, when I step, I step. And that's something that me and I talked about in the last video. Confidence is so key. What you believe about yourself is how you're going to show up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you don't step, if you don't talk, if you don't just do things like you have to think about yourself as the person that you already are, because that energy is what you give off. Yes. You can't be on my little business. No. What? what? <laughs> like what? Like, no, you cannot do that. Own it. Own, Own it. it. When I step into the room, I'm either going to inspire you or intimidate you. Yeah. You choose. Yeah. I'm going to inspire you and I'm not gonna shy down for who I am. Right. When I walk in that room, I'm there. Yeah. Hey, hello. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. yeah. But that's honestly something that I used to battle with because I'm just like, what are they gonna think about me? And I'm just being real. Who cares? I'm just being real. It took me a it took me a while to get to a place of owning my boldness, owning my Mind greatness. you, she was not raised like that. Right. But it's still <laughs> but just being in the outside world, sometimes those things will get attached to you. And you just be in your head for nothing. Yeah, not me. Mm -mm. So I'm just, no, I'm just being real. Like, if you're that person that tries to dim your light because of other people, mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you, don't do it. Yeah. You're only, one, doing a disservice to yourself. Exactly. But also, when you walk in your authenticity, you walk in your yeah. boldness, you give other people the power to do the same thing. 
If you're 100 proof, just be that. Don't water down yourself. I'm 100 proof, baby. <laughs> okay, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this video. Mom, thank you for being on. This is the OG. The reason why I act the way I act. You know, everything that I feel like she went through, she experienced, it was always a learning lesson. And from a very young age, my mom was always teaching us the game. It didn't matter if we were six, seven, or 17. Yeah, absolutely. So, no I, excuse. Right. I gave in the game. Right. So, I say all that to say, I hope you got some sort of inspiration from this video. Please like, comment, subscribe, share it. If you know anyone interested in hair or home, <laughs> hit me up at 8.3-230-5023. Hit me up on Facebook or IG at Tan is my realtor. Yeah, and me at the responsible home girl. Bye y'all. See ya.